Next on BYU Sports Nation, live from the BYU store, Taysom Hill, live with the New Orleans Saints. What his coaches are saying about the former BYU quarterback now. Dave Rose joins us, head basketball coach on the roster, being set now, the return of Yoli Childs. And is the non-conference schedule too tough? Plus, the man in charge of the guys catching the football for BYU this season, wide receivers coach Fessy Satake. Blue light special. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from the BYU Store, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live from the BYU Store, your day-to-day play-by-play presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday, May 24th. It's great to be here. 25th, baby. May 25th. We've moved on. We have moved past the day. Yeah. <laughs> My daughter's birthday yesterday. She had a great birthday party. Oh, that's why, you're, that's why you're keen on that day. Yeah. Okay. I was like, it is not the 24th. I, we already did my daughter's birthday party. Yeah. We could do it again, I guess. Well, I missed you yesterday. And Han Solo, the movie Solo, came out. Have you seen it yet? No, I'm going with Jason Tuesday. Um, do you want to come too? This hey, is thanks, awkward. Thanks, yeah. thanks for that uh, mandatory uh, invite or that obligatory invite. Because yeah, it was just revealed that on there. So I, thank you. No, I, I don't want to go with you. I love being here. By the way, we do uh, a show at least once a year in here, and it's great. My favorite section is behind us, the Nike section. Oh, it's the best. He's the layaway so expert, Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Great to have you with us, wherever and however you are connected. We have some breaking news out of Los Angeles, Jerem. Do we? E3 Gaming. Oh, that's right. There's uh, a group of BYU students are in the final for a competition where they make a game. And they're competing against some, like, super technical school. <laughs> I'll try and find it. I lost it. It's somewhere down here in my uh, timeline on, on Twitter. But it's like some polytechnical institute or whatever. But good luck to BYU in the E3 competition. Now, do we yeah. know if it has anything to do with sports, the game they are creating? Maybe it, NCAA It kind of looks like 19? Mortal Kombat kind of deal. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. I think it's the next Fortnite. They're working on Fortnite Part 2. The, the group is called Beatboxers, okay? The, the, <laughs> the other team is the, the Rennesler Polytechnic Institute. <laughs> so on name alone, I feel like BYU is an underdog in this competition. But good luck to those guys. Hey, let's go. Yeah. Just compete, win, whatever competition you're in. With that in mind, all rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. All right, Jaron, put down the control paddle. Fine. We learned earlier this week from some comments made by BYU basketball assistant coach Tim Lacombe that the BYU basketball roster is set okay. for the 2018-19 season. If indeed that is the case, that means only one guy, Elijah Bryant, is leaving. Everybody else is back, including Nick Emery. So who's your initial BYU basketball starting five? Obviously, it's a little early to do this, but it seems somewhat obvious based on who's coming back and returning or whatever. Jashir Hardnett, TJ Haas, Nick Emery. I think that's your backcourt. Yoli Child's obviously a starter. And then the five, the center position to me, it's Luke Worthington's to lose. He's the incumbent starter. I just wonder if Peyton Dastrup can work his way into the starting lineup at some point. Can he defend or do whatever the coaching staff wants him to do? If Peyton Dasher becomes a weapon 
from three, you could put out a lineup where you have a three-point shooter at all five positions on the court. Like, how many teams in college basketball can field that? In the NBA, that's pretty common. The centers are shooting threes at a way higher rate than they ever have in the history of the game. So could Peyton Dastrup potentially work his way in there? I don't know. Gavin Baxter, does he sneak his way in there if BYU goes a little small at some point? Zach Selyus, we'll see. I think BYU's got a good starting lineup. they got some quality depth behind it. I'm excited about this group. And Dave Rose will join us later. We'll talk to him about the group, non-con, schedule, quad one, and what that is and all that coming up. My starting five mirrors yours. There is one exception, however. We're still waiting to hear what the NCAA says in regard to Nick Emery. He's back with BYU, but is he going to have to miss a few games? If that's the case... I probably slide Zach Selyus into that role just because he has length. He could play the three. He could guard on the three-point line with that length, and hopefully he could shoot it like he did when he was a freshman. Now that's a question we need to ask Dave Rose because Zach Selyus has hardly ever played the three. There's usually three ball handlers on the court. If Zach Selyus is in the game, he's as there as a stretch four. So in what scenario could Zach Selyus possibly play the three? At that point, you're bringing in a Ryland Bergeson, uh, Connor Harding. Where does McKay Cannon fit McKay into McKay Cannon, obviously. Yeah. Thank you, yes, for bringing him up. So, a little early for the starting five, but it's, it is May 25th, and we've got to fill an hour, and that's a topic that, of interest right now because it's like, okay, who does BYU coming back? I'm surprised that the roster is, quote, set this early. I thought that we might hear of a guy or two possibly leaving just because it's happened, not because there's specifics. If only one guy leaves for a non-mission reason, that's great. Because then you can grow old together, continuity, build towards something, instead of being like wearing name tags on the first day, which was the case been sometimes. The, yeah, one guy being gone from the program is has been the exception. BYU averages four per season. Yes, and the there minimum seven has been last year. Over the last six years, there's been a minimum of two. So this would be the fewest or the smallest turnover in BYU hoops in the WCC era. Our consensus starting five, Jashir Hardnett, point guard, TJ Haas and Nick Emery as your wing guards, Yoli Childs as the four, and right now you have to think Luke Worthington because the coaching staff trusts him mostly defends, defensively. Yeah, he defends well, he gets rebounds, so that, that's there. If they're looking for you know a spark off the bench, and Peyton Dastrup can be a nice weapon off the bench, too. Uh, look for Dalton Nixon as well. Absolutely. The enforcer. He's the enforcer <laughs> the for enforcer. BYU basketball. Like on a hockey team or something. Yeah, the goon. That's, so that's yeah. what we have for you there. The Taysom Hill hype train had some more coal shoveled on it yesterday when New Orleans newspaper, The Advocate, let's hope the train's better than that one, quoted quarterback coach Joe Lombardi saying familiar things like, the guy's a freak athlete. I've never seen anyone like him at this position. We've heard this about Taysom Hill. We said this about Taysom Hill. So, Spencer, what's your reaction to the New Orleans Advocate article about Taysom Hill? Hey, welcome to the party, New Orleans and the rest of the football world. No, they know how to party compared to us, let's be honest. We've been driving the hype train on Taysom Hill for five-plus years. What took everyone else so long to get on it? He finally wasn't the scout squad guy because he's battling for the backups position. So, he got out and made a really nice run in practice. People were like, whoa, look at that. The number one thing that I take away from this article is he's the number two. Like, JT Barrett was the guy that all the Ohio State fans were talking about saying, oh, maybe he sneaks in there and he's the heir apparent to Drew Brees. Right now it's Taysom Hill. Tom Savage has been a starter in the league with the Texans. He's the third stringer. Yeah. Right now oh, the rhetoric that? is Taysom Hill is the backup quarterback to Drew Brees. In New Orleans with Tom Savage and JT Barrett behind him. That's, what, that's my takeaway from this. Yeah, it's a little early for those assumptions in my 
So it's the OTAs. It's day three. Like, it's early, man. It's May. Combine it all together. It, it just it's screams they want Taysom Hill as the backup quarterback. I think they're going to give him a legit shot, absolutely. My biggest takeaway was that, remember the Fox broadcast comments from Joe Buck and Troy Aikman about— How could anybody forget those? Yeah, the, the next, our guy, our next guy is in the building. So Sean Payton, the head coach, said those uh, quotes were overblown and taken out of context. So we made a lot out of those. I think Taysom Hill still needs to earn it, obviously. Drew Brees is going to play for as long as he wants. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, maybe even like a top 10 guy. Brought them you know, from, from uh, the hurricane and the destruction and the flooding there to a Super Bowl. Like That was a great story, okay? The abilities of Taysom Hill, though, have never been questioned. Like His freshman year, maybe we said, hey, he needs to pass the ball a little better. He's a great runner, obviously. It's whether he can stay healthy. That, the ability to stay healthy is in question for Taysom. I hope that at some point when he gets a shot, if and when, that he can stay healthy because when he's healthy, he is as destructive a guy as there can be at quarterback. Like His ability to run the rock, obviously, is incredible. The quotes from Joe Lombardi are telling. Quote, you see Aaron Rodgers and those kind of guys make plays that way. Just the ability to avoid the rush. The guy runs a sub 4-5-40, and he's strong. He might be the strongest guy on the team, end quote. Well, then it continues. Certainly pound for pound, he might be the strongest squatter. Taysom Hill outsquatted Tijon Karoma when he was at BYU, <laughs> and that's incredible, dude. That's like Tijon's number one characteristic is his strength. The Saints and then want comes him to be the, the backup The pride of Pocatello, Idaho. To just dominate in the weight room. Like, that's awesome. They want him to be the backup quarterback. They're hoping this works out. And how do you... Wh- how would whoever's you... the best one will win. Like, the, I don't know that they have a favorite. Like, oh, we I, want you, I think, Taysom. I think he's the... Uh, Are they... We all he's the teacher's over, pet right now. We all drool over Taysom. He's the teacher's pet right now. Listen Before to Before Emily comments. Nixon married him, every girl at BYU drooled over me? Taysom, too. Jerem, yesterday you tweeted out, Now I'm on the countdown. So let's do it. Countdown to the Wildcats. 99 days. A new wrinkle to the countdown this year as we... Under 100! ...hit Woo! 99 days from BYU opening the season in Tucson against the University of Arizona. In the spirit of 99 days, who is the greatest BYU Cougar to ever wear number 99? I got 99 problems and Jason Buck ain't one of them. He okay. is by far the greatest... BYU player to wear the number 99. Outland Trophy Award winner, meaning best interior uh, lineman, defensive or uh, offensive. Consensus All-American. First round pick, number 17 to the Bengals. Won Super Bowl 26 with said Bengals. Played 99 games in the NFL. 99 and 90. He wore 99? What? Seven seasons, 19 career sacks. He was a tremendous player at BYU. You're forgetting one huge part of why he's the greatest number 99. Because his primary team was the Cincinnati Bengals, Jerem. Never overlooked the Cincinnati Bengals. Are there crickets? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the answer is Jason Buck. Consensus All-American? When you're a first-round pick in the NFL draft? He's one of the greatest players to play at BYU. Exactly. Others in contention wearing number 99, Manaya Brown. Also, Riley Stevenson. Underrated punter here. Really Second good. team All American. But he no one's was a s- weapon. He was a weapon. I know. No one's going to say a punter for the greatest, like, almost anything. You know Somewhere what I mean? Johnny like, Linehan is smiling <laughs> yes, ear to ear. They, they, have a, they have a tremendous role on the team for sure, but they're not going to be the first thing mentioned. Come on. 
Well, they weren't the first thing mentioned. Exactly. Mania and Riley were two and three, respectively. Moving on, because we're talking about punters. Let's just move on. <laughs> Next up, a special edition of Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. No Deal. Presented by Utah Valley Convention Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together at visitprovo.org. It's definitely a big deal. Okay, Spencer, Big Deal, No Deal. Peter Quest's double eagle on the first hole of the NCAA Championships yesterday. Of course this is a big deal. This might be the play of the year for Maybe. BYU Athletics. Describe it. Describe what happened yesterday. It's a par five. Okay, second shot. I don't know. He's probably, I think he was like 230 or 240 yards out. You hole out from 230 plus to go three under par on hole number one at the NCAA championships. BYU hasn't been in the NCAA championship round in 12 years. That's incredible. What's better than that? I know the last second goal in in the cross for BYU to beat Utah was amazing. Chris Severson. Yes, that was amazing. You're in the NCAA championships, and you hole out on your second shot on a par five to go three under. Now, context, he, I think, was five over when he finished the round. So that was by far his best hole, which is awesome. Peter Quest for perfection. Yeah, I think he went five over from that point. Oh, from that point? two or three over at that point. That would have been eight over from that point. Yeah, still. Like, you do that. That's harder than a hole in one on a par three. Oh, absolutely. You got to hit it off the deck. You gotta on the hole fair, you gotta hit two? it off the deck yeah. and hole out. That's amazing. And we'll update you throughout the show uh, on the men's golf team because they were playing their Sunday round or third round yesterday, and then there was a delay. So they're having to finish it this morning, and then they're gonna play round one today. So it's all kind of confused uh, in Stillwater, Oklahoma. But good luck to the men's golf team. Obviously, this is a big deal. The Peter Quest for perfection hole one is just Yeah, that's amazing. Like, that it that might be the best moment or play of the BYU sports. Oklahoma, like, where the incredible. storms and lightning come rolling down the plains. Up where Peter Quest comes rolling down the plains, exactly. <laughs> Our question of the day. Join us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, hashtag BYUSN, whenever, wherever, and however you reply, going back to basketball. Who is your BYU basketball starting five for the next season? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. That it is. From Twitter, at LaserSheep tweets in, Yoli Childs, Dalton Nixon, Nick Emery, Jashir Hardnett, TJ Haas. Now that would be a small lineup. That's pretty small, but okay. Throw a few lefties and a ginger out there and let them run, says LaserSheep. <laughs> it's like a weird characteristic for those guys. At Keeters33 on Twitter, Childs, Baxter, Emery, TJ, Hardnett. Lone Peak 2. A Academy 2, and a baller from the South. <laughs> so you have AAU teammates and Gavin Baxter and Yoli Childs. Also Connor Harding, by the way. Okay, so we, we both think that Worthington's going to be they, the guy. We think that BYU is going to put a five on the floor. I and, mean, obviously certain And he's matchup. a senior, and they trust him. Yeah, I'd be surprised if BYU didn't put a five on the floor. Okay? Keep the tweets coming. Also responses on Facebook and Instagram. Coming up. Dave Rose joins us later in the program. What the return of Yoli Childs means for the Hoops team this season. And more BYU football talk with wide receivers coach Fessy Satake. Apparently he's the better looking of the Satakes on the coaching staff, so we have him on the show. Also, what's the number one thing he needs to see from his wide receiver group? This is BYU Sports Nation. Big Deal No Deal is sponsored by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, 
the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The first football media day for any team or conference in the country is BYU's, and it's coming up live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. June 22nd on BYU TV programming includes the state of the program, a two-hour BYU Sports Nation, and Cougars in the NFL. I cannot wait. It's less than a month away. And wait a second. That's a Friday, right? I think so. A football Friday. Oh, beautiful. Well, it's a football day every day here at BYU. On June 22nd. Mark it down. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation. As always, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We are live from the BYU store today. Our conversation rolling on social media. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow our Facebook page whenever you reply, hashtag BYUSN. Answer this question of the day. Who is your BYU basketball starting five now that we believe the roster is set for the approaching season? From Twitter, at CL underscore living. Yoda, Yoli, TJ, C3PO, Luke, of course it's Luke, Luke. Zach Selyus, Chewy, and Nick Emery, Han. Primarily because Nick went solo, and now he's back. Okay, I see what you did there. <laughs> you got your solo reference in again. There it is. We got to do that once I, a second, I didn't do right? that. Social media did that. Oh, okay. I'm just, I'm just here right. so I don't get fined. <laughs> Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Joining us now is BYU wide receivers coach Fessy Sitake, making a return appearance yeah. to the show. Give it up for Fessy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fessy welcome to the Thank BYU you. store Thank and back to the program. Appreciate it. Are you better uh, looking than Kalani? That's what he said earlier. No, on live TV, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> me and him t- when me and him talk, I am. But in front of the audience, no. The he's boss, no. Looking, yeah. Yeah. Fessy, when is the last time somebody asked you what the BYU offense is going to look like this season? Uh, two seconds ago. <laughs> uh, Good answer. And then before that, last week on the road recruiting, that's, that's probably the number one question asked by players and coaches who know the program so about 50 times last week so what do you tell them um stay tuned right if i give it all away right now it's, it's not as exciting to watch so um but i give them the offense i i give them the answer that that's been given throughout the spring is 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 a very multiple offense that's gonna gonna be explosive and exciting to watch with guys playing with a lot of passion so since taking your job at byu which question do you hate to answer the most maybe it's that one Ooh. um Probably, are you and Kalani cousins or brothers? Um, <laughs> mainly because I've been directed from a young age to say brothers, but I hate giving the end, the long story now and the reason. So I'm kind of torn. But um, no, I don't. I don't. I don't hate those questions. That's just the one that's the most long-winded answer. So give us the ten to twenty-second version for those that don't know the relationship with Kalani. Um, first cousins. Our dads are brothers. Uh, he raised me from a very young age for um, just because of certain circumstances and all we knew each other as his brothers was brothers growing up. So. Are you a Raiders fan? No, I hate the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> I only ask because Thomas, he's he's a huge Raiders fan. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm a Colts fan, the other AFC Colts. side. Okay. So, yeah. You're a real fan if you're a Colts fan. Right? I am. Mar- Marvin, Marvin Harrison is my, gr- my uh, favorite receiver all he's time. He's your guy. So he got yeah. Me into uh, it, yeah, he is the we, guy. We've chronicled a little bit of, of kind of the difficulty, for the most part, historically, when a new offense is installed in game one, and we're 99 days away from Arizona. So what can you guys do to make sure that in game one, it's not a, you know what, we put up something in the teens, but we put up enough to put us in position to win? Yeah. Um, well, it's it's happening right now in the summer when, when guys usually aren't um, 
you know, fully dedicated and taking a little bit break. If you guys walk by the, the facilities right now, um, at any given time during the day, you're going to see most or if not the whole team um, out there working and training uh, when a lot of guys aren't right now. And so I think the product you see in the fall is going to be a result of, of all the hard work and sacrifices these guys are making right now. It's pretty cool to see their commitment. 99 days until the season opener at Arizona. What's next on your to-do list with the BYU receivers today? Um <clears throat> to master the playbook we have a very uh complex playbook um and that's kind of by nature and so i want them to be masters of not only our playbook but just the game understanding defenses so physically they're taking care of all that stuff they're lifting hard they're running and all that stuff but i I just want to get them right mentally so that's the most important priority for me right now a lot of the yards in every position offensively return which is great news you can kind of build on that Gunnar Romney is a guy that will kind of join that group. When does he get to school, and what's the plan for him? Uh, him and, and the other freshmen uh, who signed out of high school will be arriving about mid-June. Um, and so in the meantime right now, they're doing the same thing just on their own campuses, throwing and working out and, and getting in, uh, in shape. So, what are, How many hours are you allowed to kind of observe, if at all, during the summer before fall camp? We get, um, as a whole staff, uh, weight room included about eight hours a week and so left with us as an offense we get about um, an hour and a half to two with them uh, but after that everything's got to be voluntary um, and so luckily the guys are very open to volunteering you know their, their time and so and they want to meet so you, you played it's voluntary it's voluntary but if you don't come right? you're not playing so. <laughs> <laughs> but, no. yeah it's like a voluntary workout it's like hey if you weren't there you might be in trouble but yeah yeah, yeah you're highly encouraged that's right. how you phrase that well like, you're that, tom brady you can miss and the guys, that's about it right. exactly and the guy but the guys show up They're yeah there. that card you you was played a lot you know years ago where it's like it's voluntary but no you have to come but i really think though the culture's changed in this day and age the guys know that Everyone else is training, and if they, if they want to get more work done, they have to make those sacrifices. And so I think it's more of an understanding now, and they're educated about it, and it's not so much you know, by force and feeling compelled to do that. So, Live from the BYU store today, happy Friday, everyone. We're with wide receivers coach from BYU, Fessy Satake. You, Jeff Grimes, new offense coordinator Aaron Roderick, the passing game coordinator, have all mentioned the offense will be multiple. We interpret that as multiple formations and looks. You've said the word complex today to describe the new offense, but does that also mean multiple, a committee approach at all of the different skill positions? Absolutely. Um, one of the great things about this offense is if, if someone were to go down or someone didn't perform to the level you know, of our expectations, um, we have the ability to cater this offense towards any personnel set. And some offenses don't don't have that luxury. I mean, if, if a guy goes out by, at, at a position, um, you have no choice but to let the next guy at that position go who may be a, a far lesser player than truly the next best guy on the field on that offense. And so um, no question that, that this offense is also complex by personnel um, or multiple by personnel. And so we will play on any given week we could change. It might be we want four receivers this game um, because of what the defense is giving us. In the next game, we might like two, two tight ends, three tight ends. And so um, we are very multiple by personnel um, to answer your question there. Specifically as a wide receivers coach, obviously you want all the guys to be great at everything, but what are some of your governing principles for how you coach this group and what you want them to specifically be good at? Um, 
number one is is toughness, and you can be a, a five foot seven hundred and seventy pound receiver that's really quick, um, but you better be tough still. You better be able to put your face on someone and, and grind through a, a tough physical practice or game. Um, and obviously, if you're if you if you come with that physical presence, you're a big receiver. You definitely better be use your physicality um, and your strengths. So toughness is number one. Other than that, uh, after that, I want um, elusiveness. I want playmakers, guys who can um, at any given time make a big play whether it's with top end speed whether it's with shiftiness and they have really good hips um, or whether it's great ball skills whatever it is so toughness number one um, playmaking ability and elusiveness elusiveness number two and then lastly is is just coachable you better be humble you better be coachable willing to learn listen and 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 get better at at any given time so and those were all three your characteristics in college right oh yeah i master those those. ask my wife i'm amazing at those things Just show them your highlight reel. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Just put it together. Show them your highlight reel. We're talking with Fessy Satake, the wide receivers coach at BYU. We heard the name Micah Simon a lot last year. He made some big plays in the end zone. Uh, Aleva Hifa went over 100 yards in a game last year. That was a nice change of pace for this wide receiver group. Who are some of the guys that maybe we don't mention right now that you think we will be talking about mid to late season? Um, that's a good – I ask that myself that question a lot too is who, who am I going to be talking about midseason and, and – Guys who are starting to surface after spring ball, um, I think Neil Pau has done an, uh, a really good job at a kind of a solidifying his role and what, what his strengths are. Um, I think Akile Davis uh, has done a really good job in the spring. Um, he's, he's a very physical receiver. Um, he brings a mentality to the group that I think is important for any position group. Um, and you know, I don't talent some ways is is just if he can stay healthy um, has a, a really big upside. And then our, our freshmen that are coming in obviously are going to be um, guys who I think immediately have an, an opportunity to compete. So I, I'm right there with you guys. I, I don't know who it is exactly, but those are names at any given point. You know, someone someone can service and be a really big player for us. Who's the fastest receiver on the team? Um, hmm. I'm assuming that all of them are watching this. And we'll if, be riled if up. All of them are watching. I will beat all of them in a race. <laughs> <laughs> They're all watching. But uh, I don't know. It's prob- probably. I would say. I would say Micah's up there. Probably Micah Kile. Yeah. I don't know. I, I should. I should race them all and, and find out. So. Riddle me this. So there's all this build up to pro day after a guy graduates or wants to go early or whatever. But do you guys do pro day pro day type things before? Like, are you recording a forty? for the guys during the season or in the offseason, that kind of thing? That's more uh, geared towards to the strength staff. They okay. do all that stuff. But I don't, they do it? Uh, yeah, they do it. They okay. test that stuff. Um, and But I, I, me personally, I could, could care less about you, it. So you don't look at those numbers to go, oh, this guy's the fastest by that, yeah. that 40 or whatever? I look at it for improvement. Like, okay, this guy's getting faster. He's getting stronger. But, but I don't hold their numbers to them gotcha. too much. So What was your fastest 40? Uh, 447. 447? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd call is. that a 4-4, four, four, Fessy. Yeah. Well, do you know the history here? <laughs> Let's explain the history of that. So Harvey Unga ran a, what was it, a 4-9 in the supplemental? He, he Some tryout or something. Yes. And we're like, 4-9? Were there clocks off? 4-9? And what? they were off. Yeah. So Spencer's like, I can run a 4-9-40. We're like, no, you can't. So we ran one, and it was what, 5-1? 5-1. 5-1 okay. five, five, one. Five, one or something? 5-1? 5-1. Five, five, yeah. no. Oh, okay. 5-1. No. That's respect. 5-5 would have been bad. Listen, 5-1. <laughs> As a guy in his mid-30s who doesn't do any training, 
I was okay with that, right? Yeah, that's pretty okay you with knew that. that we were going to run this. Like, you had a few weeks at least. How much time <laughs> am I going to really train? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Bessie would have trained you. You could have driven to so Ogden. The real debate is, if I had run a 499, would that have counted as a 49? He would call that a 49 if it's 499. Technically, you can. You yeah. Can call yeah. It yeah, that's right. Yeah, technically, <laughs> you but, can. Yeah, but a smart person would ask for the second number because that matters. Yes, but then you lower it. It's right? a half-truth, yeah. Okay. Which isn't truth at all. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's finish with this, Fessy. What's a typical day like for a member of the new BYU football offensive staff? Uh, I wish we could have some flies on the wall in the room, but we come in. Um, coach Grant, we start off with an inspirational thought. We have a, on, on, the, on the board every coach, and we know who's coming up the next day. And um, he starts it off the right way with, with inspiration, but that is flies out the window quickly because we start uh, – we start messing around and having some fun and getting some work done, and it's it's just it's such a fun environment. We've got a true brotherhood that's that's going on, and um, we get a lot of work done, but we also have a lot of fun. So it's it's a great it's a great feeling knowing when you get up, you literally are excited to go to work and and don't feel like it's it's another day at the office, but you get to go hang out and talk football and, and get better. So um, the days are unbelievable in the office they're fun awesome those are our lives too we we feel great about it It looks like it yeah it's fun you guys doing a good job oh thanks uh i'm gonna come train with you so you can work on your uh four four and i can work on my four nine all right so we'll get that taken i'm on five (laughs) if i ran right now i would go five one so you know i appreciate someone who understands where they're realistically at see (laughs) that's like come on man it's a great thing great thing thanks fessy no problem thank you guys okay coming up BYU basketball head coach Dave Rhodes joins us. What he likes the most about his roster right now. And up next, an update from the NCAA Golf Nationals as part of today's top headlines. This is BYU Sports Nation from the BYU Store. BYU Sports Nation friends, welcome back. We are live in the BYU store today alongside Jerem Jordan. I'm Spencer Linton, of course, hanging out in Radio Vision as well, live on BYU Radio, national simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. It's time, Jerem, for today's top BYU Sports Nation stories. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. Taysom Hill rolling in the high praise after OTAs. Listen to this from Saints quarterback coach Joe Lombardi. Quote, the guy runs a sub 4-5-40, and he's strong. He might be the strongest guy on the team. Well, then. This is an NFL franchise. Certainly pound for pound, he might be the strongest squatter, Lombardi said. The guy is a freak athlete. I've never seen anyone like him at this position, end quote. Man, Taysom Hill's strength being seen by other people. That's awesome. Men's golf team is at the NCAA Championships in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Yesterday's third round for BYU was shortened by darkness, but completed this morning. Peter Quest, who started the round with a double eagle on the first hole, hold his second shot on a par five. The Cougars currently 23 over par. Everyone's still trying to finish, so no places quite yet. Rhett Rasmussen finished round one, uh, the round at one over, so leading the way for the Cougars that way. Yeah, and this is going to be an interesting calculation for the team as they go throughout the tournament because they played their third round. First. Well, they should just hold that first that first score till round three. Does that make sense? Well, so they'll play today, and then they're with everybody through one, and then tomorrow two, and then and then Sunday they go okay, and you scored this. Add this to the score. Yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. Track and field continues to compete in the NCAA West preliminaries. It was a great opening day. Oh yeah, six qualified for nationals. 
Yesterday, 26 of the 52 Cougars that qualified competed. I mentioned the six that will advance on to the championship round. Four of the 12 BYU competitors that competed in the 10K alone number will one advance. Th- number one team in the country, the BYU men's 10K. Rory Linkletter won that 10K. That's he's, pretty cool. he's a boss. That's pretty cool. He's a boss. Absolutely. And the USA men's volleyball team with a couple of Cougars defeated Argentina in five sets in China in the new Volleyball Nations League. They fought off match point in the third set. Ben Patch led the team with 21 kills and two blocks. Taylor Sander, 15 kills, three blocks, and an ace. The Americans play Bulgaria. If you want to get up at 4 a.m. Eastern time, you can watch that one. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> this morning I was like, what was the score? <laughs> Joining us now is the marketing manager of the BYU store, J.R. Ricks, a man who can make even Jeremy and myself look good on television. And that's well, tough to do. What's up, Jr.? Hey, good. Thanks for having good us in the BYU store today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Okay, so it's hard not to notice these amazing cougar statues in front of us, and uh, this is just one of the many things that are new at the BYU yeah, store. Yeah, this is brand new. This is from our uh, – this is the Bellissimo. It's called the Bellissimo Cougar. Like the most be- like Italian Bellissimo, for it's Italian for this thing is heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it weighs or pretty, a ton. Yeah, or handsome, yeah. Beautiful. It's made of kryptonite for any Utes fans, so it's <laughs> that's an awesome tool. But they're one seventy nine pre order. They're an awesome, they're twenty twenty dollars off if you pre order them Very before nice. June thirtieth. So this is elite BYU swag. Yeah, that's next yeah. level. Yeah, oh, that's this next, is level. next level. Absolutely. This is next level. And, and, and we're wearing some polos that are on sale, too. Yeah. What kind of polos are So these are all th- the Nike polos we've got on sale. They're all 50% off. So none are over 35 bucks. They're 35 or under, so it's a great uh, Yeah, oh, when do you, when do you find that? Yeah, that's a steal. That's a steal. I go to the Nike employee store. That's, like, on par with that. I mean, that, that's legit kind of savings right there. That's good. What, what else is new or interesting about the BYU store here in May if fans are – here in person or across the country or the globe trying to get their swag. Uh, we've got a lot of new Nike stuff, too. A lot of spring wear coming in. So it's all, a lot of good colors for ladies especially. Got some really good stuff there. We've got a lot of new products in our, in our um, men's division over here to the, to the right. You can't see it, but it's over there. And we've got a lot of sales going on, 50% off, up to 75% off upstairs in our clearance department. Mm. So it's a, it's a that's good where time I hang to, out. It's a yeah. good time to that's shop. Right. Yeah, let's be yeah. honest. We, we look for the clearance <laughs> I'm headed there right after we this. walk into yeah. the store. During the break, I'll go there. J.R. Ricks, marketing manager of the BYU store, is with us. Uh, we're 99 days away from BYU at Arizona. What do you feel like is the must-have gear for BYU fans that want to open the football season the right way? <laughs> we're, 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 wearing we're wearing it. it. We're wearing it. Okay. Yeah. Like the ones we're wearing or ones that they buy? Because I was I hoping think, to keep this. Well, yeah, I think we can arrange that, I <laughs> okay. suppose. I mean, if 50% off isn't good enough, we can work a better deal. But, but we like what you're wearing. I think these things are great. We've got gr- brand new stuff coming in during the game. So come by the store. Check it out. There's a whole new selection coming in all the time. So take a look at it and find something you love. Okay, and if, if fans aren't in the store, they can purchase online as well. Yeah, all this is online as well. You can get all okay. three of these shirts online at the same discount. Very nice. So it's a great deal. BYUstore.com. BYUstore.com. Yeah. Uh, we'll be there shortly uh, after the show. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be here and on the website at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> JR, great to talk to you. Thanks so much great for the time. Nice to you meet guys. you, Thanks, Thanks for coming out. All right. Our question of the day. Who is your BYU basketball starting five? We're going to talk to Dave Rose next. Yeah, absolutely. And coming up, the number one ranked BYU 10K team took names in the NCAA West preliminaries led by 
Rory Linkletter. More on those guys coming up in the way. We're live from the BYU store. Dave Rose is checking out oh. the new Cougar gear right now. I think we should probably doesn't, work a deal with him as well. Doesn't he get some stuff himself? <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I want a chocolate-covered cinnamon bear when I look at that. I also, BYU Football that. Media Day is coming up June 22nd. Programming on BYU TV includes State of the Program, a two-hour BYU Sports Nation, and Cougars in the NFL. Cannot wait for BYU Football Media Day on June 22nd. They're only 99 cents. Bear hugs, is that what they're called? Maybe I'll go grab one of those. Jeremy needs a hug. Somebody give Jeremy a hug. Well, I just mainly want food. I don't need the <laughs> hug. I'm good. Live from the BYU store, this is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Our daily BYUSN rebroadcast airs each and every weeknight on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Our question of the day, you can answer on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or all three if you prefer to do that. Uh, who do you have in your BYU basketball starting five? It's May 25th. Let's play that game, Okay. Uh, why don't we ask our next guest to discuss the current status of the roster? You're going to ask him that? The okay. head basketball coach, Dave Rose. No, I won't ask him <laughs> to give me a starting five at this point. <laughs> I, he's got a lot of things on his mind. He's like, hold on. Let's just talk about the state of the roster. Right now, it, from what we can tell, it seems like, aside from Elijah Bryant, everyone else is still in play. And what, would it, what would it be like to have the core of your team outside of Eli come back? What kind of a, an advantage is that? Well, I, you know, I think that uh, you know, we're excited for June. June 24th is when we'll get them all back here and we'll see exactly uh, I, what I really like about the roster is the, the breakdown of uh, positions. I think that uh, you know, we've got a, a veteran ro- ro- roster just by the fact that we've got uh, three wedding announcements here in the last couple of weeks. So, that means that uh, guys are getting a little bit older, and uh, we'll have uh, older guys on our team. Yeah, what I really like to talk about just for a minute is this store, man. This store is awesome. It is awesome. They've you know, renovated like, it. It looks great. Right? You know, for a guy like me, I mean, I've been here for 20, what's it, what is this going on, 22 years? So I remember walking in here 22 years ago, but but I also remember all my siblings went to school here too. So this is uh, this is quite a, uh, a place. I, I love the all the new uh, the Nike gear. I think that majority of that will probably get sold this weekend to uh, the thousand fathers and sons that are coming in. <laughs> That's right. For the father and sons camp, they Seriously. always they always complain a little bit that uh, the score store is not open long enough. And uh, these guys that are coming in will take most of this gear out of here. So if you want something, you might better get down here today, or because uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's nice. I like all the women's stuff over there too. My wife will be happy with that. Great selection. Cheryl can get whatever she yeah. wants. Well, right, there's yeah. three or four minutes where I've deflected everything from what. You guys want to talk about? We want to talk about the so, schedule and the yeah, roster and Yoli right. and all yeah, this. I want stuff. to talk yeah. about this store. Yeah, and all these fans. Awesome! All these fans being here. Wow, that is cool. cool. That is cool. Like we it. told them you were coming. They sprinted yeah. from the right. dorms. Yeah, and absolutely. these two Cougars. I like those. Yeah, two. very nice. So, what, how is the roster? I mean, June twenty fourth is when you, I, I assume, start kind of summer mm-hmm. camp. Are, are you still recruiting your guys in a way? In oh, college yeah. basketball, there's, it's like year to year. Right? There's, there's no question. I, I think that. Uh, you know our guys. Every you know with with Yoli and his situation and his just returning that that kind of you know uh, changes things for some of the other guys and what they were thinking about doing. And uh, I, what what I do know, these guys are all winners. They're all competitors. Uh, you know, and and when we get this thing together, you know the 
uh, that last week of June that, uh, you know, we'll have a group of guys that uh, are, are focused and dialed in. I think that, you know, the culture of our program, these players have created it, and they, they're they the ones who continue the culture of, of just of just winning. And, you know, it seems like the last couple of years we haven't won enough. It, I, I remember the years when we were making all those runs in the NCAA tournament. You felt like you hadn't won enough. You know, you wanted one more or two more. <laughs> but uh, we need to get back to the NCAA tournament, and I think these guys understand it. And uh, that will be a huge focus as we get started. No question you've put together a schedule that will challenge your team and uh, it will resonate with the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee with the addition of Mississippi State. I mean, you open up at Nevada, a team that went to the Sweet 16. Their coach feels like that might be the best team they have ever. How do you feel about the scheduling that you have put together thus far? Well, you know, it's hard. It's really hard to... uh to get what we need. I mean, we, we average, you know, 17,000, 18,000 fans, and you, you've got to get return games. It's hard just to go out there and play people and not get uh, a return to, to have a home schedule for you. And so, um, you know, we're, we, we actually are going to Mississippi State this year without a return. I thought Jashir would love uh, that and his family going back down there. And so, uh, and, and plus, Ben's got a great team. And Ben, you know, Ben, I played Ben at UCLA a few years ago. Uh, in a non-return game, and uh, um, took him quite a while to actually agree to play us again. But uh, <laughs> uh, we're, we're looking forward to, to all the games on the schedule. They're all difficult. You know, trying to win one game is really tough, let alone 20 or 25. So uh, these guys are – I mean, they'll be up for the challenge. I, I think playing <laughs> – one thing about playing – teams that maybe have their very best team in the history of the program, like you used to talk about with Nevada, we're kind of used to that. I think St. Mary's and Gonzaga has gone through that in the last few years. So, you know, hopefully we'll get off to a good start and win a lot of close games early. That's a real key to having a uh, successful season because, you know, those one and two and five, three possession games, you can see in the NBA playoffs right now. I mean, it's three, two, both sides, but, uh, could easily be over in in a, you know uh, those series as far as just a few possessions down late in the in the game and so that's what gives you your confidence and then your ability to get in league and to you know have a, a terrific league schedule I, I mean results but uh, you look at you look at Gonzaga and where they're ranked right now and uh, you know they they just they they don't skip a beat they just they just keep bringing it and so hopefully we'll be up to the challenge to get them this year. What's the latest on the possible return of Nick Emery? Um, the latest is it's in the plans. It's it's work. It, it's you know he he's he wants to come back. Uh, you know the administration has put that in place. Um, I don't know if he's been readmitted and enrolled in class yet, but that's the next step, and we're expecting him to be here on the twenty fourth. Dave Rose, BYU basketball head coach, with us on BYU Sports Nation. We are live from the BYU store. Uh, when do you expect to find out about the West Coast Conference schedule with the new changes that go into play with the only 16 league games this year instead of 18? Well, we have our coaches meeting next week, uh, Thursday in, in San Francisco, and so uh, I'm sure there will be a, a lot of discussion. Uh, the best part about that Wednesday is when I leave San Francisco to fly home, I'm no longer the chairman of the committee. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> a, lot, a lot has actually happened in the time that I've, uh, I've served. But, uh, Who's taking it, over? It'll be somebody else. I think it's Kyle Smith from San Francisco. Okay. So, um, and, and, you know, it, it, it hasn't been a huge burden, but, 
you know, when you're the guy at these meetings and you're bringing up all these topics and these guys are looking at you sideways, it would be better for me to be in the position where I can look at the guy. <laughs> you like looking sideways yeah. at other people. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Yoli Childs uh, dipped his toes in the NBA waters, tried it out. He said everyone should try it out. He got some feedback. What was the conversation like with him? Because you obviously want him re- to return, but he wants to develop some skills. So how does that conversation Well, I, I think that's, that's the most difficult situation, what you just said, is that you want him to return. That's what everyone feels like. You know, all that coach wants – the guy to come back so he doesn't really you know have a an opinion that's non-prejudice his his opinion is all let's get him back here so the team will be good and that's really not the case I mean I want these kids to be able to chase this dream I mean and and to be able to have an opportunity to really make it happen and if it's that time then let's do it if it's not that time let's come back and use this as a, a resource to help you get better and to you know obviously help our team uh, and in your situation, he was uh, just really convinced that uh, what he wants out of an NBA draft wasn't going to happen this year. Now, what Eric wanted out of an NBA draft, that was that's, that's all in his his uh, you know his mind and his personality, and same with Eli. But what Yo wanted out of the NBA draft just came out and said, Coach, listen, it's not going to happen for me this year, so I'm going to come back. With Dave Rose on BYU Sports Nation, we just talked about the addition of Yoli Childs. I'm trying to remember a time where just to have it in play that you, you return basically your entire roster. When was the last time that even happened? It's been a while, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. We, we basically have, you know, five, maybe six starters that are returning, uh, you know, with Zach Selyus because I think he played a lot of minutes in a starting role uh, his, his uh, freshman year. I, I just think we've got guys that are ready to play. I think that uh, – you know, for me, I'm excited about uh, Connor and, and Gav and, and, and Colby Lee. Those, that, that, I'm excited about that. But what what you really plan on are the guys who have been here, Peyton Dastrup, you know, uh, Ryland Bergeson. I think those guys are in a position after being, uh, you know, guys that were supporting uh, roles that their uh, their opportunity will be to, 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 to get out front and – not only be possible starters or potential starters, but probable starters in some situations. And so, um, you know, we'll change a little bit about the way we play because of how we play with with Eli stepping out, uh, bringing Nick back, uh, you know. And so um, there's a lot – I mean, there's a lot of excitement within the players trying to figure out your question of the day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And let's finish with this. The Fathers and Sons Camp. I, I believe there's like some kind of contest, whether it's shooting or three-on-three three or something. And there's like a lot of contests. Michael Smith is prominently featured. Like, yes. what, are the, what are the most competitive competitions at the Fathers? The last day of the camp on Monday afternoon, um, we have all the champions from the individual groups that have gone through. And it's probably the, you know, what you'd call, you know, knockout or lightning or whatever. The whole camp's there. They're all cheering and guys – uh, the, the free throw contest is pretty. Uh, um, I think that's pretty stressful for the guys, especially some of the guys <laughs> that, that made all ten. You know, then they get up there the first time and miss it, and it's all because of the crowd. You know, you got five, six, seven hundred people up there cheering for you or against you, and that and that's the beauty of sports, isn't it? I mean, to watch the guys do it under pressure. I mean, that's a, the greatest thing in these playoffs is to watch. Last night, you saw two teams that I thought both of them were really nervous. A lot on the line, and it changed the way that oh, they normally play. Mistakes were made, huge I mean, mistakes were it's, made. It's, yeah. it's real, and the pressure uh, even affects our father and sons trying to make a, 
Get a T-shirt for the championship. <laughs> Listen, the cut, like the intramural shirt, the what, like it's like a five dollar T-shirt, but it is way more. Than it's, that. it's what it says on the shirt. Yes. you get to wear. You can't around. buy that's, that at the BYU that's store, exactly, right? Exactly. Um, you know, so, another thing we should talk about is my golf tournament last Monday. It was awesome. Heard it was a great success. Went great. We, uh, you know, we, we raised a lot of money for Huntsman Hospital up to, and the foundation uh, up there. Next week, no, no, the second week of June. I have a camp, we have a camp first week and then the third week. That second week, Cheryl and I are going to Nashville to Infinity Headquarters to awesome. pick up the check yeah. for yes. the yes. Uh, Simmons Center. Yes, yes. Let's give Center, it up for that. Yes. Grand, all the grand. people that voted for us during the season. Everyone here voted. Let's go. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you, what was, the, what was the, some of the coolest things during that time was I was, I'd pull through the drive through at, you know, at Wendy's or Neaters or wherever I go, you know, and, and at, I had t- two different situations where – uh, the girl serving me there says, sees my credit card and go, oh, are you the David Rose? And I said, well, yeah, I'm the coach at BYU. I just voted for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, thanks. Hey, oh, that's awesome. Can I get man. some extra sauce? I said, get all those people in there to vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was Wendy's and Neaters to put you over there. It was pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> it was, and, and so we'll get to go back to Nashville. And I'm, you know, actually, I've never been to Nashville. And, um, Great city. So we get, a, we get a chance to go to the Grand Ole Opry and do some stuff. So it'll be very fun. cool. Yep. Fantastic. Well, uh, we commend you. Well, thanks for deflecting all our hard uh, questions. We appreciate it. You can talk to me anytime you want, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he swatted everything away. The leading shot blocker, Dave yeah, Rose. Sean Bradley, but I exactly. will tell you that it will be really interesting to schedule discussion at the WCC because we're going 16 teams. We don't know who that's going to be. Who who are the two, are left two teams yeah. that we just play once? Man. You know, We'll see. Okay. Thanks, Dave. All right, guys. Coming up, former Cougars in China with Team USA. We'll tell you what they did. And a truly elite start to the NCAA championships by BYU Golf. This is BYU Sports Nation. we got a stormtrooper here. Yeah. Solo came out. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guests, Fessy Sataki and Dave Rose. Sorry, Dennis Pettit. We're seriously out of time. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Golf. UAE finished its third round of golf that they would have played Sunday this morning. Rhett Rasmussen, top Cougar, finisher at one over. The Cougars will play round one today. Track and field. Corey Linkletter won the 10,000 meter at the West Preliminary. Six Cougars overall qualified for nationals. Volleyball. U.S. men's volleyball team defeated Argentina in five sets in China. Ben Patch, 21 kills for Team USA. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need the most, DexterLaw.com. Peter Quest, an albatross like the one from the Rescuers. Wow, that's a nice poll, Jerem. Yeah. Uh, What's his name again? Way back. Our question of the day, who is your BYU basketball starting five for the next season? Our elite voice of the day from Instagram, Hawes, Worthington, Emery Hardnett, Childs, a.k.a. the Gingerworth M. Hardios, whatever (laughs) that means. Nice. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you to the BYU Store for hosting us today. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Jason Buck.